It's time for the Sean Burke Show. Sean's been seen on the Today Show and quoted in the Wall Street Journal, L.A. Times, and many more. Listen now as Sean interviews guests and shares his views on politics, current events, coming economic disruptions, and much more. And here's your host, Sean Burke. Hey there. Thanks very much for coming back to the Sean Burke Show. Um, I just wanted to, it's been a long time, right? Hi, look at me. You know, I don't know when you're going to see me in a beard again, so I thought I'd show you this, but uh, thanks for coming back. It has been now five or six months since I've given a show to my hair. Uh, I've actually had it way low last time you probably saw me. It's been an interesting pandemic. I don't know about you, but um, I wanted to update you on what's going on. I wanted to give you some truths that I, as I know it, how things are, what I've learned. Um, as you know, I have been um, working for the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, FLCCC.net. Um, I, yeah, so that's where I've been. I've been uh, for about five months full-time, full-out, um, no holds barred, seven days a week, not the whole time, about three months, seven days a week, uh, working 12 to 16 hours a day. And we're talking weekends uh, uh, between, uh, so let me give you this story. So I have, first of all, hi, good to see you. I uh, appreciate you uh, if you're a listener. Uh, if you're a listener, this is also being recorded on video on YouTube. Um, and you can see some things I'm going to put up on the screen. Uh, but just to back up, uh, appreciate you coming back. This is the Sean Burke show. I am Sean Burke and I have a foundation called the Changemaker Foundation. Now, some of you have been following me for a while, might've remembered the, uh, nonprofit called Reset Our Gov. Reset Our Gov has now been named, renamed to the Changemaker Foundation. Uh, reason for that is uh, a lot of times on this show, I interview change makers, people who are out in the world doing something to make change, to, to improve things, whether it be a teacher at school who is doing something to improve that school, uh, all the way up to some doctors uh, trying to change the world in the middle of COVID. So the Change Maker Foundation um, is there to help and bring forth and make known uh, change makers. And also, I had this crazy idea besides that, because I've always thought, what if we had a, a, a program where you get a Nobel type prize as a change maker? So we call it the Change Maker Prize or uh, Change Maker Award. Uh, every year. What if that happened? I thought that would be pretty cool. Because what if we had an army of change makers out in the world making positive change, an army of them, thousands and thousands. Now, there already are a lot of people out there making change who just want to emphasize it even further, help promote them, help them. What if we could get some money behind it? Maybe there's some endowments with the Changemaker Foundation. Um, and we would then have yearly prizes for those who win. So uh, that was the idea. And then I came up with the idea, what if? What if that idea was that we take a team of people as needed by some organization or individual? Because 
every organization moves up to a point and then they're kind of going and then all of a sudden it goes like that if you got something good going on could be an individual who came up with this idea and all of a sudden it's like whoa this is bigger than i thought and how do i get my wits around it um or it could be a group uh, a nonprofit that is going up and all of a sudden just explodes and i thought what wouldn't it be cool uh to take if a team of people that i have um contacts people are experts in pr experts in in websites video making um administration uh, good assistance things like that to go in and actually fill in the blanks where this group needs that support to help them lift up that was my idea it was about november of last year and within a couple of weeks, uh, I had gotten further involved. If you've watched my show, there's these doctors, Dr. Corey, Dr. Merrick um, with the FLCCC. And I, I jumped in through my foundation, through a donation uh, from a, uh, one of our donors, remain nameless unless she wants to be named, uh, donated some money so that I could go down and uh, produce the uh, press conference that this group had on November, December 4th out of Houston, announcing to the world that ivermectin was really the solution. Um, so uh, my foundation paid for me to go down there and I produced that. And within two days later, uh, the FLCCC had asked me if I would step in as their executive director. So that's the story. That's how this happened. Um, and I said, yes, it was kind of like someone that was telling me I was going to get backstage passes to Disneyland. Of course, I would do that. It was it, it was the front tip of the spear, the very tip of the spear out in front uh, going towards solving the uh, pandemic. And so I accepted and I brought in a team of people. Um, April Biggs has been uh, instrumental if you know April Biggs, you know who she is and, and what she is, but she stepped in when she didn't even really have the wherewithal to do so, but she stepped in to help. And we built up this team of people that were amazing and really helped the FLCCC push up. And I was the executive director and April was my assistant and we had others. Um, we had a team we put together to help them. And what a ride it's been. So really what I want to do is tell you a little story. Anyway, that's pretty interesting that I came up with the idea that, that I'd have a group to step in to help a group, and it happened within weeks. That was kind of amazing. And um, just now extracting myself after that, it was kind of a sprint. You think of a 100-yard dash when you were in school and you had to go out to the PE and run a 100-yard dash. We ran a 100-yard dash for three months. Uh, it was very, very intense. Um, Thank goodness for my wife who would bring me food at my computer as we kept working. Uh, it was really a race to open the world is what it was. So I'm, I'm here to tell you a bit of that story. I'm here to tell you some truths that I've learned. And I, I'm just going to uh, try to give it to you as straight as I can. And uh, believe it or not, really, you can do your own research. So first, let's start with I feel I've been negligent. I, I, I've probably a couple times I've put out some information to my subscribers, to the subscribers to the show. But we first have to talk about the pandemic and a solution that is actually available. 
and is being denied uh, to the world. And so the pandemic. Okay, so we have this virus that is spreading through the world. Uh, I'm not going to get into how it started, if it's man-made, if it's not. A lot of things point to it could be man-made or man-manipulated. Um, I don't know. I have no proof of that. I'm not sure you have proof of that. The problem is we see shows on the internet or on TV and we go, oh, there's the proof. Really? Is that really the proof? It, it's so difficult in today's world to get the proof. So I don't know which it is. My suspicion is this thing is man-made just because of the strange characteristics that this virus has. But, you know, viruses, uh, they're strange. So maybe it is natural. It doesn't even matter uh, to me. My, what matters to me is getting this thing done. So what, I, what we have is ivermectin. If you're not familiar with ivermectin, it's the first time you're hearing about ivermectin, it's possible you've been living under a rock, but it's okay. Ivermectin is a, a compound that was discovered in the soil outside of Tokyo near on the edge of a golf course back in the 70s. Uh, there was a gentleman that was doing research. He was a scientist. He was taking soil samples and testing them. He found this, this molecule that proved to be uh, pretty strong against parasites. That molecule is then, he worked for Merck at the time, the big pharmaceutical firm, and um, another scientist in Merck took the molecule, adjusted it, uh, made it safer, and I think uh, the other part of the adjustment was to make it last longer, something like that. So that became ivermectin. My Ivermectin uh, started back in the 70s. And it has primarily been used by, for anti-parasite purposes. It was donated, millions of doses were donated by Merck to the continent of Africa uh, because there was a lot of, of bad parasite things happening in Africa, including river blindness, where it would cause the person who got it to go blind. And a lot of male uh, heads of households were going blind in Africa at the time. It was a real crisis. And... Um, Ivermectin solved it. Um, ivermectin has been quite amazing through history. Uh, so that was just one thing that it did, especially in the 80s, was solve a lot of, saved a lot of people back then. And uh, it's continued to go forward. Over a million people a, a, a day, I believe, take ivermectin for parasite purposes around the world today. We don't have a lot of that uh, problem in the US, but your animal, your dog, your cat might, if you look at your the heartworm medicine, for your dog, it will have ivermectin in it. Um, I've learned a lot about drugs in this last five months, I'll tell you that. And one thing I learned from Chris Martinson, I'm gonna talk about Chris Martinson, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, uh, with an organization that he started called Peak Prosperity, amazing man. Um, he's a scientist, uh, a doctor, could have become a medical doctor, but went another route and was more into the science part of it. And he was telling me that when you, he worked in a, a pharmaceutical manufacturing plant, the, the drugs that are for the people go down the conveyor belt and then it splits off and some of it goes over to animals and some goes over to people. So the, the, the stuff that's given to animals is exactly the same as it's given to humans. Now, there may be some fillers in the animal uh, ivermectin that isn't in the human ivermectin, but that's about it, just some fillers. So it is the same stuff. So anyway, ivermectin, um, 
It's been around and it is anti-parasitic and it's now off label. Uh, I mean, it's off uh, patent. So it's generic. So people can make it. So Merck no longer has a patent on this thing. And um, it showed early on in the pandemic, uh, Monash University did a study of having cells in a culture and they put ivermectin in there and the cells were infected with the virus, killed the virus. So that was the first, the first time someone said, hey, wait a second, this thing might actually have some e efficacy against this virus. But it was such a high dosage. Now, just note this. It was such a high dosage that it couldn't have been given to people. Now, that happens regularly in these kind of uh, laboratory experiments that they'll put a tremendous amount that you wouldn't necessarily ever put the equivalent amount in a human body. But... It worked there. It's, it seemed to work. And so it continued on. And um, there were uh, Peru, I believe it was, uh, decided to try ivermectin because they're, you know, the Southern Hemisphere uses ivermectin a lot. They were very used to it. So they just said, hey, let's just use ivermectin for COVID and let's see what happens. Well, what happened was dramatic, dramatic uh, changes in the population who were getting um who are getting COVID, uh, massive declines, uh, massive improvements, lower death rates, et cetera. I'm going to show you some graphs here in a minute of what's going on in Mexico. Uh, but um, that was in Peru. That was almost a year ago now. So that really started showing, oh, wait a second, this anti-parasitic drug called ivermectin may actually have something to do here against this virus. And it started proving out. Um, then different countries started doing trials using ivermectin. I think the world has, has done trials on anything they could have, probably dog poop, uh, to see if it worked against this virus. Well, well, one of the drugs and one of the only few drugs that has worked against the virus has been ivermectin. And ivermectin has been shown now in over two dozen randomized trials um, randomized controlled trials. We're talking about placebo, the whole deal, over two dozen, showing ivermectin is incredibly powerful against the virus. So not only that, you have these countries that have used it uh, against the virus, and it's incredibly powerful against the virus. And then I can just tell you anecdotally, uh, have you tried it? You should write to me. If you've, if you've had COVID and used ivermectin and it helped you, let me know. It's become a little silly. Uh, you know, you don't want to just take anecdotal evidence like, oh, it worked on one person or two people. Uh, working with the FLCCC, the number of emails we would get from people telling us that ivermectin, uh, they would get, okay, okay, before we go on. There's some folk out there that possibly are watching that actually think that the pandemic is a ruse, um, that this virus just gives you the flu. Um, now, first of all, let me just, for my own opinion, uh, the shutdowns and all the craziness has gone on is in a completely different thing. Um, I, I can't believe it. I tell you, the governor of California must have had it out for the businesses in California because I don't know how. I'm talking to you from Los Angeles. I don't know how these businesses even stayed in business. Anybody that survives in the state of California especially in the Los Angeles and they survived through the pandemic as a business. That's, that's, that's some guts. 
uh, it, it is just, they've just obliterated the ability of businesses to do business in California. So another story, but there are people that think, let's just go right to the virus. Um, having worked with these doctors, I can assure you um, that this is not the flu. Um, there are a lot of people, most people don't have any symptoms or if they have symptoms, they have very minor symptoms. But there is a segment of people that actually do have some pretty good symptoms. And then there's that segment that it continues down and they die. So this, this so it is, uh, let's set aside the whole lockdown thing. That, that's insanity. But this is a real deal. The virus is different. The virus does have darn strong uh, bite against the human body. And the deal is, again, if you've watched my previous shows, I've shown this, um, the virus doesn't kill the body. It's the body's immune system response that goes out and, and kills the body. So the virus gets into the body, you get symptoms, and pretty soon after five or six days, the virus is gone. But then your immune system kicks in, trying to it just trying to clear out any pieces of that virus that might have been left behind. There's a massive immune response, a cytokine storm. Your lungs start to fill up, um, and it goes downhill fast. So you need lots of anti-inflammatory drugs to help you with that. So that's another story. So I just wanted to say, for those who think that this isn't necessarily the real deal, um, this is the real deal. Um, COVID, this virus does cause serious, serious damage. Um, and then there's what's called long haulers. I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but long COVID, some people call it, uh, some people call it long haulers. Um, people who got COVID-19 and their symptoms kind of went away, but not all of them. Um, they didn't all get gone. They didn't all get better. They still kind of lingered around and some problems. In fact, to the point where I have a friend of mine that was complaining, had COVID four or five months ago and was complaining about very simple things like having a hard time remembering things, a little brain fog, um, but getting older like me and that, that can happen. So I have a little brain fog, you know, a little tight in the joints, you know, things that aren't quite right, not sleeping perfectly, kind of stuff you might think that you're gonna have happen as you get older. And it was my wife who said, you know what, those symptoms sound like long COVID, long hauler problem. And uh, my friend went on to ivermectin. And so far now we're into the third week or so, uh, so far has had some pretty strong improvement, probably 80%, 90%, something like that improvement, sleeping better, thinking clearer. Uh, pain in the joints gone. So th this, this virus causes a problem where you can get your lungs filling up and then you don't want that. And you don't want to get on a ventilator. If you ever get on a ventilator and you have COVID-19, you don't usually come off. So you don't want to do that at all costs. Uh, so uh, it causes certain things to you happening, but even when it's gone, there's still things going on in the body that um, aren't good. And so and working for the FLCCC, we have had a tremendous number of success stories of people who have taken ivermectin. First of all, they get, they get the, the COVID, 
within 24 hours or so, they're starting to feel bad. They have headaches, they have sweats, they're super tired. I've heard that quite a bit. They're so exhausted. They just can't stay awake. And um, you get on the ivermectin and usually within 24 to 48 hours, it's gone. You feel better. You're back to normal. Now, had you not taken ivermectin, we're not sure what that trajectory would be, but likely for a while, you're not going to feel good. And hopefully, and hopefully it wouldn't progress to you having to go in the hospital and get oxygen, but could have. So um, too many stories, uh, so many stories, and then long haulers. Oh my gosh. So many stories of long haulers who have had COVID eight months ago, nine months ago, still having horrible symptoms, not even been able to really live life well taking ivermectin and having it clear up to the point where they can live life again. So, okay. So, so ivermectin now I'm, I'm telling you this because, and I'm just realizing as this is probably going up on uh, YouTube, likely this video is going to get censored. Um, so a whole censoring thing happening. Uh, every piece of this information that I've just told you is true. Uh, people have been helped by ivermectin. Uh, the trials do show that it's efficacious against the virus. Um, everything I've said is true. Now, an algorithm for Google will go through and um, listen to probably translates it into words and then looks at the words to see if there's if I'm using some key words. Um, that I'll try to avoid. I've already used ivermectin. And so we'll see if this video actually stays up. Um, unfortunately, it may not. Dr. Corey, you may have seen his video. He spoke in front of the Senate um, Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee on December the 8th and um, spoke about ivermectin. It was an official U.S. testimony. He spoke about ivermectin. He spoke about the trials. He spoke about just asking the government to take a look at the information. And it was that video was put up onto YouTube, uh, onto Fox's uh, Fox Now. I think it's some kind of Fox channel on YouTube just to play the video. This is official U.S. Senate testimony. Anybody, you can go right now and get this video. It is at C-SPAN. Just go to C-SPAN, December 8th, 2020, and there will be the uh, testimony of Dr. Corey and other doctors. So, you uh, so, so Fox just took this video free, edited it, just made it with Dr. Corey, and put it up on their channel, their YouTube channel, and left it there. And within a month and a half or so, there was 8 million I think it got up to 8 million views. And then YouTube decided it was going to take it down because it violated standards. Because Dr. Corey said, if you take, I can't say what, I, I can't even tell you what he said because the algorithm will listen to what I'm about to say and then take this video down if they are ready, aren't going to take this video down. So, um, there's a lot of censorship. I've learned that. Um, we have, as a group of some of the, the, the FLCCC is founded by some of the top critical care. These are ICU doctors, uh, not emergency room doctors. ICU, by the way, you never want to have to go in the ICU. ICU is bad. 
yes, you can save your life. But man, if you lay in a bed for very long in an ICU, you're going to have to go to rehab because you have to freaking get your muscles all going again. I've learned way too much about ICUs. Uh, back in Ireland, uh, my friend who was in Ireland and in the intensive care, horrible place. Don't ever want to go in the ICU. But if you do, you want these doctors to go and be there with you. These guys have a tools of every kind of drug to go in and help save your life. You want that. Um, uh, so these are some of the top critical care doctors on earth. In fact, Dr. Paul Merrick is the second most published critical care doctor in the world. He's the founder of the FLCCC. And so these guys, us, we're putting up information on YouTube, videos, we're making videos and showing success stories from people who have taken ivermectin and all sorts of stuff and uh, putting things up on Facebook and putting things up on Twitter. And I'll tell you what, Facebook um, censored the heck out of the FLCCC channel. Um, YouTube took down videos because they were saying we were violating standards because we aren't following what the government has said. The government, the um, NIH, National Institutes of Health, and the FDA, first of all, ivermectin is a FDA-approved drug for parasites. And doctors can prescribe off-label, meaning it's for parasites, but as far as the doctor knows, it works on viruses, so he's going to prescribe it for virus. Totally legal to do. Um, now, and there's some pharmacies that are refusing to fill these prescriptions if you're taking it for, for a virus, if you're taking it for parasites, they're okay with that, but not for a virus. Uh, okay, this is just tip of the iceberg, folks. I, I could probably talk for about 10 hours and tell you all the stuff, all the hair-raising stuff that I've seen and heard, but we have censorships. And I was just realizing this video that I'm doing here, likely, uh, likely based on everything I've said so far, likely won't make it, but the video, the audio will. So if you're listening to the audio and you're trying to find the video, it's probably got censored. Yeah, it probably got censored. Uh, and here's the joke. That video that Dr. Corey uh, did, 8 million views that YouTube took down, they wrote a, a, an email to the senator who invited Dr. Corey to speak and said why that video was being taken down and told the exact quote, which I can't say because then I'll probably get taken down, the exact quote of why that video was taken off. So I went in and I edited out all those quotes, just took them out. Just, okay, he says it from here to here, take it out, not here to here. I think he said it about three times and um, it's a pretty strong statement. And, and okay, so they're, they're saying, oh, that can't be true. He said a pretty strong statement about ivermectin. Um, okay, just took it out. And then I, uh, you know, closed up the gap and we just went on. It was actually very listenable and very good. And so I wrote to that person because I got the email um, and I said, hey, can you check out this video? We took it out. Can we put it back up? Never heard. I've never heard. I've actually emailed three or four times to Google to this person. No, they're not answering. Um, and so I put it up on my YouTube channel so I wouldn't dang the FLCCC YouTube channel in case they did pull it down because you only get so many strikes. And if you get too many strikes, they just de-platform you. You're out if you get too many strikes. So I didn't have any strikes on my channel. I'm not probably going to have two strikes. 
But anyway, I put that up on my channel and within a minute, two minutes, um, five minutes down, they said, you violated. Okay, now I took exactly out of that video exactly what they said we should not have. See where I'm going here. Okay, so um, I, I don't know where I'm. I'm just trying to give you some information here. I don't even know where the story's going anymore, other than this is the real deal. Um, so ivermectin. Let's keep going with ivermectin. I think that's where I was. So um, ivermectin's been shown in these trials. Too many people now have written in. I've had friends who've actually been helped by it. Um, I actually now have a doctor's office out of Ohio that I have a special line in with that they will respond uh, if people uh, have COVID and they will prescribe ivermectin. I get nothing from that. I get nothing from ivermectin, no drug company, that clinic, no one. But if you want to find a doctor who does prescribe ivermectin, you can go to flccc.net and on the, right about in the middle of the web page, there's a little uh, green bluish box, I think it says how to get ivermectin. Click on that and up come a list of doctors here in the US um, that are willing to prescribe ivermectin. Um, the trick is a lot of them are overwhelmed. There are frankly thousands upon thousands of people per week clicking on that list. Any doctors out there, you want to go into a business, this is the business to go into. Telemed for ivermectin, um, charge a hundred bucks a person, uh, talk to them for five minutes, make sure that everything is cool and prescribe them ivermectin. And you just be doing that all day, every day. Um, people want ivermectin and a lot of doctors think because it's not approved for uh, against COVID by the FDA or the NIH guidelines don't show it um that they can't or it's wrong or it's illegal and it's not it's 100 percent legal in fact the nah guidelines say that their guidelines are just that guidelines the doctors need to make the final decision on what they prescribe so uh there's a lot of misinformation okay i'm gonna take a breath right there i could go on and on and i will go on a little bit more but uh let's just understand a couple of things that i've learned the the insanity uh what's the word i want to use the criminal nature of what has been going on here the uh dare i say well i don't know if i see some of this stuff i say that google won't let th this is the other problem google and facebook and these social media platforms are not going to let you say some of these things uh you know crimes against humanity something like that there is some serious reckoning that needs to happen at some point um because why because i'm just going to tell you the facts here ivermectin and this is going to get this video pulled down so go find so if you're listening to the audio at least you got the audio i don't think soundcloud i don't know if they they censor we're going to find out because i i host my video my audio on soundcloud um Ivermectin works against this virus, period. In all phases, it helps you as a prophylaxis, as a preventative, so that you won't get COVID if you're taking it. 
take it a, a dose about once a week. Um, that's what you need. Um, two micrograms per kilogram of weight. Um, once a week. Uh, you are a healthcare worker. You're someone who has to interface with people that potentially have COVID. You, you can take this. And here is the, the biggest kicker, folks. Ivermectin is unbelievably safe drug. Unbelievably safe. In fact, based on the kind of counteractions that have happened over the last 40 years, safer than aspirin. There have been almost 4 billion doses given out over the last 40 years. Billion doses. 4 billion. This is a drug that's been used tremendously a number of times. And they've kept records of what happens to people. It's safer than aspirin. This is incredibly safe. There's a doctor in South uh, in Zimbabwe that uh, she made a video. Um, you can see it on the FLCCC uh, channel, YouTube channel. She said, what is the biggest problem that's going to happen if we give ivermectin to the population of people? We're going to have a population free of parasites. That's the biggest downside. If it does nothing to help the virus, let's say it doesn't help the virus at all. What is the harm in giving it? You just get rid of people's parasites. Who wants parasites? I've taken ivermectin. I had no, I had what side effects I had. I had a little, a little bit of gastrointestinal situation for an hour or two, a little bit, not much, probably parasites coming out. Um, that's it. I know people that have taken it daily for months, no problem. Uh, so, okay, um, let's see. We're back to uh, ivermectin. Uh, it works as a prophylaxis. It is a preventative. There have been trials that have shown this group of healthcare workers, hundreds, didn't take anything, but just had PPE on, personal protect protection equipment. And this group had personal protection equipment, but also ivermectin. And like half of these people got sick with COVID and one, none actually of this group got COVID. It, it is profound, actually. Uh, so that's preventative. Um, then when you're first ill with COVID, um, and we should talk about whether or not I think it's over, because I don't think it's over. I think the variants are going to come sweeping through in the fall. And I hope the, the vaccines do something. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure they're going to stop the variants. So um, this is why it's good to have this information. Just for the record, you want to stock up on your ivermectin now. Not when you get it, because then you have to hurry up and find a doctor. Go find a doctor who will give you ivermectin. Get six months worth of prophylaxis, a, a dose a week. So what was that? It's 26 uh, doses you want. 26, 27, 30 doses. Because if you get sick, you just want to start taking it immediately. Okay. So if you do get COVID or think you have COVID, you just take, take ivermectin. It's safe. It's like aspirin. So you take it. And in most cases, um, usually 24 or 48 hours, it's gone, cleared out the virus. You're good to go. Um, so that's that situation. You're at home. And by the way, the time to take it is early. You don't want to have this thing 
get going in your system and have your immune system start freaking out, you don't want to do that. You want to take this early and get it out of there. Okay. But if you do get to the hospital and you do have all this the inflammatory situation going on, ivermectin incredibly, it's unbelievable a little bit, has anti-inflammatory properties as well. So it can help you after the virus is already gone and you're in the hospital. How about that for kicks? So um, it works in all phases. It's safe. It's been around for 40 years. It's had over 4 billion doses given out. A million of people a, a day take it around the world for parasites. Uh, oh, yes, it is um, the... The, remember that scientist I was telling you who was on the edge of the golf course looking at the dirt and testing it? He and the guy at the scientist within Merck who, who transformed it into ivermectin both won the Nobel Prize for science in 2015 for this. Okay. You don't give people Nobel Prizes for drugs that aren't incredibly safe. So they got the Nobel in 2015. And also, ivermectin is on the WHO's list of essential medicines for the world. You don't get on that list if you're not safe as well. It's not like you take ivermectin and lose an ear and it kicks out some parasites. That's not how this works. You take ivermectin, really have nothing, and the parasites have to go. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, that's ivermectin. So the WHO, the National Institutes of Health, NIH, the FDA, and the European FDA, yeah, have all said, oh, no, 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 you should not take ivermectin. Oh, my gosh, no. That would be reckless. We need way more trials to determine if this works or not. There are over 50 trials, over two dozen randomized control trials. There's different kinds of trials, observational trials, different kinds of trials. There's over two dozen uh, randomized control trials and over 50 trials that show from around the world that show ivermectin works. If we had three or four or two or six trials, maybe, come on, over two dozen uh, randomized control trials in over 50 trials showing it. And then you have these countries that have used it. And then you have all the anecdotal stories and my friends that have used it. And you're going to tell me it's not, do we need more trials? And also it's unsafe. But here is the final kicker. They're not doing any trials on it, the government. The government's not doing trials on it. These big these big trials that you hear about, the government's not doing it. So, hmm, how about that for a fun time in the middle of a pandemic that your government, I think, knows it works and is not letting anybody know and is not having its health agencies tell people it works. So here's a reason why. And I wanna bring up, here is a reason why. I am going to pause and we're gonna come back.
Okay, we're back. So I, I have to show you this. This to me is the smoking gun. Because you have to say this, guys. Why on earth would the drug, this is just a question you have to ask yourself. I'm just telling you what I know. It works. If everyone in the world took a single dose once a week for three or four weeks, the pandemic could be over. We'd still have people maybe sick in the hospital and eventually those people would either clear out, die, whatever happens, but you wouldn't have new people going in the hospital. I'm just telling you, if you know me, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not even, um, what's the word? Uh, speculating. It, the science shows it. Personal experience shows it. It works. So what you have to say to yourself, what the heck? What's going on? Why? There, I think, is a why. Now, let's talk about the vaccines for a minute. I'm not going to go on either side, pro or con. Um, but the vaccines came on like a very, very fast. Usually it takes years to test properly vaccines through animals and all sorts of stuff. So what the government did in this case is the FDA did not approve the vaccines. They're not approved. You're not getting, if you're taking the vaccine, it's not an approved vaccine by the FDA. It actually is under emergency authorization, not through the approval process. Okay, so that's one. That's fine. You can do whatever you think. Um, so we have to understand that the vaccines have been put forth under an emergency authorization. That's what you need to understand because it helps explain why ivermectin cannot be the solution, why the National Institutes of Health cannot say, go out and um, take ivermectin why the government is not doing trials on ivermectin. Because guys, it works. If you do a trial on ivermectin, you can't, it's very hard to mess up a trial on ivermectin. You can overdose them, doesn't hurt them. You can give that to them late in the disease, it helps them. You can do it early in the disease, it helps them. Some drugs, if you wanna do a trial to mess up a drug, you apply it either too much or too late, uh, and, and things like that. So there are trials. I hope you know that just because something either fails in a trial, if something fails on trial, you have to really look and see how they did it because you can have a trial fail by doing the drug wrong, okay? With ivermectin, it's very, very difficult to do that because it works in all phases and it's so safe. So if they were out there doing trials with ivermectin, you know, it would come back what do you know, this thing really works against the virus. Well, what would we have a problem with then? I'm gonna show you this document and you can take a look at it. And this to me, someone sent this to us at the FLCCC. Okay, now the key to this is, if you look here, it says, um, you have to have, you can read this, but you have to have, Okay, as long as there are no, the only way that you can get a, a, an emergency authorization for vaccine, as long as there are no adequate, approved, available alternatives. Yes. 
all of this must be met. If there is an adequate, approved, available alternative to the vaccine, let's say, like something solving the pandemic, then you can't have the vaccine. You can't have an emergency authorization. I'm just showing you what is. is. This is uh, law. You can have emergency authorizations for things, but only if there's not anything else to solve the problem. Okay, so this isn't against the vaccine. I'm just saying, if ivermectin were approved for use, one big problem there would be is the vaccine's emergency authorization would go away. So let's just talk about this for a second. This is, this is a silent smoking gun, in my opinion. Uh, is this the only reason where there's pushback against ivermectin? No. The other reason is big pharma companies, many, most of them have their own antiviral drugs that they're developing that they are going to, just like similar to ivermectin, that they're going to then market under their own brand name and have patents on, as well as there is a new injectable ivermectin being developed that's going to be patented and it's going to be expensive. All this stuff's going to be expensive and it all ties up to money. Now, all of these drug companies are in trials, they're trying it out, and they're going to probably have them by fall or something like that. But it's very convenient because they will be coming out and wanting to be approved about the time the vaccination program will be over, which is fine. Get the vaccine program over. Um, but number one, these drug companies do not want ivermectin to be the solution because then their product is worthless, all the money that they've spent. But let's just go to this. If ivermectin were approved for use, the emergency authorization vaccines would go away. They would not be authorized. So I ask you, you decide. You're at the top of the heap. You're in charge. Do we let people die? Do we let people die by not giving them ivermectin, but they get the vaccine or at least have the option to get the vaccine? The vaccine still can be out there. Do we let people die or do we approve ivermectin, save people, but we don't have the vaccine, at least now? Maybe we have it in the future. What would you do? Write me. Let me know. Because I guarantee you that's part of what's happening here. We have had millions of people around the world who have died from this virus that didn't need to die because of ivermectin, period. It's just what it is. It just is. Ivermectin has been around forever. We could have started using ivermectin in April when they first thought, hey, this thing might work. But it has been resisted, resisted and resisted and denied. And I mean to the point where people should know better. They're ignoring. The, the WHO came out with a statement saying, hey, you know what? It's not enough information to, for us to tell you whether or not ivermectin works. 
They only looked at half of the trials available. We already know that because they said what trials they looked at, and we know what trials are already available to the public. So they only looked at half the trials, and there is no way on earth the WHO, even though we thought for a while the WHO would be able to approve this, would approve it, there's no way the WHO is going to step forth and approve this when the NIH and the FDA has not. I just want to show you one other incredible graph because I promised you graphs, and this is where I think you should go look at graphs. Juan Chimier uh, works for the FLCCC, so I've gotten to know him, and this is a researcher that has done amazing things. Yeah, I'll send this link out to the subscribers. If you'd like to subscribe, go to seanburke.net. Um, Take a look at this. So you have deaths. Let's just look at the deaths over here. Um, uh, this is Mexico, the country of Mexico. You don't hear much about this. One segment of the government in Mexico is giving out ivermectin on their testing sites. If you get tested and you have COVID, they give you ivermectin plus a couple other vitamins. So what happens here is... Um, this is the number of deaths. So the blue line is these guys tested positive. Well, when you tested positive for COVID in Mexico leading up, the death rate was just going up, 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 until they started handing out ivermectin when you tested positive. And look at that. What happened? It crashed. Crashed. Okay, um, let's look over here with patients with acute respiratory syndrome. So we have symptoms. So we have this going along. If you tested positive, you got ivermectin. If you didn't test positive, you got negative, you didn't get ivermectin. So here we go, we're going along and oh my gosh, you start getting ivermectin. The people who have uh, acute respiratory symptoms, look at this, look how few there are versus people that just normally have acute respiratory symptoms. This is before and after ivermectin, guys. And Juan has all his graphs up here. These are, these are just available. Um, let's see what we click on another thing. That's the same thing. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a state. This little, this little orange line down here is uh, the state of Chiapas, I believe. Uh, yeah, Chiapas right here. This is Chiapas. They instituted ivermectin um, use way, way back, way early. Look, way back here back in July when you can see where it starts coming down. And look at their uh, ivermectin deaths or uh, COVID-19 deaths compared to the rest of the states in Mexico. So this is just goes on and on. Um, and I don't know if you've heard, but the country of um, India has now instituted a test and treat with ivermectin. If you get test positive for COVID, you get zinc, vitamin C, and ivermectin, I believe, free, and they give it to you. And um, that's for at-home use. So 1.6 billion people, 1.6 billion people now. And they've been having a lot of trouble. You heard all about the trouble they're having over there? You know, this crazy, uh, oh my gosh, they're just gonna explode in, in all these deaths. Yeah, that's what you hear on the news. But what you don't hear 
is this, that you're going to start seeing that trend line going down like that. And that is going because of ivermectin. All right. I just wanted to tell you a little bit. Oh, one other thing I want to, I want to tell you, you need to follow a gentleman by the name of Chris Martinson. Um, he has a website called Peak Prosperity. This is one of the people that I uh, was um, fortunate to meet through my stint with the FLCCC. Uh, amazing. Uh, he's a scientist. He's, he's a genius, I believe. And he built up this website. You may have heard of him over the last 10 years. Um, his subscriber base through COVID-19 he, he does videos as well, but his subscriber base through COVID-19 went straight up because this guy called what was going to happen in COVID-19. He was looking around the world and he was informing people before it landed in the U.S. And those who listened to him, and I know someone who did listen to him, uh, sold everything from the stock market. And when things crashed, they bought back in or they actually shorted some things. Um, so Chris nailed it. Chris is very smart. And uh, his subscriber base on his video platform jumped over half a million subscribers. But I encourage you to watch, uh, subscribe, go in, listen to this guy. He's going to be putting up some new content. He's been down for a while for various reasons. Um, just spoke to him earlier today. He's going to have new content going up here very shortly. So someone that I highly recommend you uh, pay attention to. Smart guy, doing a lot of good things. Um, I'm happy to hear from you. You can email me at heyshawn at shawnberg.net. Happy to ask, uh, answer any questions you, you might have. Um, I, I Frankly, uh, the Schomburg show, I, I'm not sure what to do with the Schomburg show. If you have some ideas, uh, email me. Um, I've been off. I've been on a hiatus and now coming back, I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out where the niche is for me and uh, what your interest level is in this, uh, what I have to say. So uh, happy to hear from you on that. I appreciate you following me along, those who followed me along around the country from Reset Our Gov, I appreciate that very much. Uh, means a lot to me. Um, and, and I've met some of you um, and some of you are my friends. So I appreciate that too. And then I met you and became my friends. So there you go. Uh, that's all I got for today. I just wanted to sit down and uh, tell you what's going on and uh, just straight get, in my opinion, get yourself some ivermectin, have it in your cabinet. You should just have it in there as you have aspirin or anything else because the pandemic is not over. In my opinion, we have variants moving around the planet right now. Different parts of the world are still being hit. And they're going to sweep through this country in the fall. I hope not. I'm just telling you, I think that's going to happen. I hope not. I hope the virus, the, the vaccines solve it all. But I think they will. So you might as well have some ivermectin on hand because if it comes, you just take it and you're done. All right. That's all I got. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I always tell you to go out and do some good in the world. Um, make some change. Change maker. Become a change maker. It's actually so enriching uh, of your soul. It's actually so fun to help others and, and fix things. All right. Talk to you the next time. Bye-bye.